0: Hello and welcome to episode 30 of The Love Note. I'm sorry that I've been two weeks away on a very extended Christmas holiday. Turns out when you come back to Australia after not living here for a while, there just seems to be not enough time to do everything. But I'm back and I promise you the delay in this week's episode is going to be more than worth it. So, as you know, I started the series called The Power of Your People, and over the next 10 weeks, I am interviewing the people I love and respect most in this series, focusing on sharing the lessons from the people who have helped me to become the person I am today. This is the third episode in this series, and today I am interviewing Nayana. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the show, Nayana. Hi. <laughs> I haven't mentioned you on my podcast before because I wanted to respect your privacy, but today I'm really excited to introduce you to my podcast listeners. Can you tell them who you are and what your relationship is to me?
1: Um. Okay. It's such a loaded question. It's <laughs> It's quite funny. It's a question it's so common, everybody asks you, but it's interesting how you want to identify your yourself it's like I could do the usual route, couldn't I? I'm Nayana and um, I'm an Australian living in Israel and it doesn't doesn't seem to do the job so I am um a traveller, a mother, a seeker, an explorer. Um yeah, a goddess, a witch, a bitch. Um yes, that's who I am. And You, my dear Lucy, are my niece.
0: Okay, let's start with probably the most obvious topic and see where it takes us. What was the first trip or travel you did and why did you decide to go?
1: Okay, good question. Again, they're really funny questions because I could answer the first trip I went overseas, or the first time I left traveling on my own. But actually, there's a lot of there was a lot of first trips. I was actually in Cyclone Tracy. I don't know the year of that, but it pretty much blew the town away. So we went on a trip, <laughs> and my brother and and my sister went to New Zealand, and Debbie and I went to went to Sydney. So that was probably our first trip. But my first, like, independent trip was after I finished school and I went traveling around Australia and um, doing all these crazy jobs in different places. And then my first international trip was after my dad died. I think I was 19 or 20. And I just wanted to go and explore the world. So off I went. I would actually, originally I went with a girlfriend of mine and we originally thought we were going to Israel which is so ironic that I end up actually living there. But because the Gulf War was on we didn't want to be so far away from home so we went to Southeast Asia instead. So we flew to Singapore and went through Malaysia and into Thailand and yeah that was a fun trip. And why did I decide to go? I don't know. When my dad died, it it just seemed like life was short and he needed to just go and, and live it and make you live your dreams because you just never know.
0: You've spent much of your life in a constant state of motion traveling around the world. Why do you travel and what are the parts of travel that you love most?
1: Full of good questions, Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, my first trip just expanded my perception of myself so greatly, and I just became such a better version of myself because I was in a different environment with a different said of there was like there was no conditionings really i was only dealing with the conditionings that my society had put on me and when i went to another country they had a different conditionings so i could just i don't know it was it was quite freeing and i just really liked who i was becoming and who i allowed myself to be in a new environment so and i got a bit Addicted to that just felt I was just growing and expanding every time I went somewhere new And learning and exploring and understanding all the different people of the world I don't know it's I Can't even imagine life without it actually So that's why I travel because I just it's an easy environment to become a better version of yourself, to be more authentic and to be more real. It's a, good, it's a good environment to learn how to do that. And the parts I love the most, I really love the chilling moments, that's for sure. I love finding a place where <laughs> I can just chill out and I don't have to do anything. It's so nice all you have to think about is what i'm going to eat and what which beach i might go and swim at and i don't know who i might meet today what adventure i might have or not and i really like that part and i like going to like we got into the into this kind of psychedelic trance scene it's nice to go to different festivals around the world and meet meet new people and see people that you saw at other festivals and people that you travel with that you didn't see for years. and I don't know. That's really nice. I really like that. I have some friends that I see all over the world. That's a lot of fun.
0: You mentioned that you noticed when you went to other places how different they were in their thoughts behavior and general societal conditioning what are some of the habits or philosophies that you've picked up from different places that you can identify to a time that you've spent in a country
1: alrighty good question well I know my first, when I spent time in England the first time, I realised how much I swore as an Australian. <laughs> so that, I kind of nipped that in the bud, quite quickly. But it still comes out every time I have a beer or something. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out. So that was, the, I was very grateful for that, from the English. Um, In Thailand, it was the ability to, and the Israelis are like that as well, I really admire them for it, the ability to be really experiencing adversity and still be able to smile and laugh and, and see the... See the good stuff that's happening, because nothing is ever all bad. But we can get stuck in the all bad, and the Ties and the Israelis are amazing at being able to still, you know, laugh and 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 enjoy moments in amongst the strong adversities. So that's for them. Um. The Israelis, I've learned so much from them. They're just such an incredible bunch of people. They're they're very real, and they're very warm, and they're very real, and... And with... I think one of the things I, I learned from... One of the great things I learned from them... I think growing up, for me we were the focus was really strongly on how does the other person feel how do you know how does the people around you feel how does society feel how does everybody feel about your behavior what you you're choosing to do and in israel and there was very very rarely we were taught about how do i feel about it and the israelis are brought up thinking, how do I feel about it first? And then ask, or not, how does the other people feel? How does society feel? And I think that's a really important um, way to look, to first look to myself, how do I feel about that? And then go outwards, not go outwards, and then last but not least, ask yourself how you feel. I like that from them. Um, Where else have I been? The, The Indians are great. The Indians are really great. I didn't really get to fully appreciate the Indian culture until I became a parent, I think. And they just took us in and we just saw a complete other side of India it was so warm and so welcoming and so... they loved the children so much. And that was really nice. they do anything, anything for the children. And, um,
0: yeah, I think that's enough. Some of my listeners probably haven't experienced this lifestyle and I definitely know a few of them would like to what would you say to someone who would like to travel but is frightened of what could happen potentially
1: i think first of all that it's absolutely okay to be frightened to go traveling it's a big deal It's pushing you outside your comfort zone it's jumping into the unknown you don't know what's going to happen you don't want. You don't know what it's going to be like out there. So, the fear is really valid, and it's okay to feel it. But there's so much good out there that you have to kind of feel the fear and do it anyway, because it's just it's so freaking good out there. So much to learn and see and do and experience and. And you just expand, really. So it's really natural to be frightened. I still get frightened. I'm tra- I've been travelling all my life, and I still get frightened if I'm going to a new place. But that's kind of like the mind telling you to be frightened, and it's a like a survival tactic. So it's it's helpful. It's not something to be pushed away. But you just have to understand what the fears are and try to. Um, kind of help yourself through that. So if you're frightened of going, if it's actually the landing somewhere and being alone there for the first time, then try and find someone to go there with. Because sooner or later you'll be, you're feeling comfortable and you've met some people and you can carry on. Or start small, you know, go for a couple of weeks holiday to a different country where you have your hotel booked and everything booked and get a bit of confidence that way. and. Um, See that that big wide world out there's not so scary. I remember a friend i I'd, I'd been travelling and I went to work in France, in the holiday campsites, and it was a it was a great job. We did the whole summer in France. It was brilliant, and there was all the other people doing our job for different companies, and there was a girl there called Sess, and she really wanted to travel. But she was quite afraid, and she didn't know how it was going to work and how she could save. She never thought she could save enough. And I said, just book the ticket, you know, for six months' time or four months' time, I can't remember, and then just save as much as you can go, and then you can only go as as, as much as the money you have. So if you save loads, you can go for longer, and if you save a little bit, you can only go for a little while. So she did that. And off she went. She didn't have that much money when we left. And uh, she had a ball. And in the end, she got a job in Thailand with one of my friends. And she worked in his bar. And she stayed there for about two years in Asia. And then she went on to Hong Kong and worked. She was away for years. She had such a great time. And it was all just from like, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. So it's really valid to be afraid. There's nothing wrong with it just have to do it anyway
0: why do you live in israel
1: um on the surface level i'm I'm living in israel because i'm married to an israeli but it's more than that i met him in goa i don't know 17 years ago or something like that and we were traveling around and then we worked and then we got married. We came home to Australia to get married. And we'd been traveling for you know, quite a while and I just wanted to have the experiences of stopping and having a home in another country. So we decided on Israel. And it gave me a chance to meet all his family and just understand the Israeli life and what goes on there. And um, in the beginning, it was like I'd only ever heard about the bad things before I I knew my husband, so I was a bit nervous about going there, that's for sure. But then I went, and I just fell in love with the place and the people, and the food and the music and the life and the everything. So I was quite excited to go and live there. And yeah, I'm still there. <laughs> Eleven years later, I'm still there. <laughs> And uh, and it's great. It's a wonderful, wonderful place to to grow children, and um, many, many amazing, incredible mothers there. So I had wonderful examples to learn to learn by. And yeah, I still have itchy feet. Though I still believe I'm going to live somewhere else at some stage i probably go back to Israel. It's a nice place to live.
0: What's been one of the best parts of living in this beautiful country?
1: And there's so many. Um I have wonderful friends there. The the women friends I've made in Israel are so they're such deep friendships. And very warm so definitely the people and the friendships and the the depth of caring is um it's very special and, and just the, the israeli mentality i don't know I, I i don't know i just really connect to it and it's really close to europe as well that's a big bonus you can go to So many different countries from Israel. Like Greece is two hours away, Turkey's an hour and a half away, England's four hours away, Spain's three and a half hours away. It's just hop, skip and a jump to so many other places. And as I say, it's a really nice place for the children to grow. So lots going on for them, lots of learning. And the whole mentality is, uh, you know, that being smart at school is, is good. And I really like that mentality because it's definitely not the mentality I grew up with. It's kind of the opposite, really. Being dumb was kind of cool. Being smart was... Nobody wanted to be really a geeky. And I don't... Uh, yeah. It's the exact opposite there. And it's, it's really... Um, I appreciate it and the food is amazing and just the whole life you know you can go to a wedding and they play full on trance at the wedding and all the nannies are up there (laughs) (laughs) dancing to trance and stuff it's just another world (laughs) it's just funny it's just nice and different and you always just get always just get surprised by its um wonderfulness
0: I was hoping you could tell my listeners what you told me about Israel's attitude towards therapy and psychologists
1: um what i've come to understand or at least my perspective of what i see is that they have this under you know a very deep understanding and appreciation of how short life is and how blessed we are actually to to have a life and and just not to it, it you know that life is full of adversity and life is full of challenges and difficulties and there's you know there's sometimes soul-destroying loss and and, and tragedies and all, all kinds of things in the, you know, the human life experience. And to get stuck on that, you know, in the pain of that, in the suffering of that, just to suffer from those experiences. It's just, you know, go, they just go to get help with it. They don't try to do it alone. It's really... They get help. It's with everything they go to get help. And I I just appreciate that part of them so much because they can move through stuff and, and if somebody's having, they don't know what to do with their life, then they go and talk with someone about that. If someone's having career questions, they're not enjoying what they do at work anymore or whatever, they go and speak to somebody about it. If it's a career, you know, person or a life coach or like you know, almost everyone has spent some time with a life coach trying to understand where they want to go in life and what their goals are and what they want to and some people have big goals and some people have little goals That it's not it's not about how many goals or how big they are or how extravagant they are it's not. It's not about that at all. It's more about what are my goals? What do I want to have in in my life? And how do I go about getting that? And if something's stopping you from leading a joyful life, go to go to get help with that. To understand that and move through that and be able to to carry on with your life. Sometimes the pains that people experience, they're never going to go away. But it's about learning resilience I think actually I think that's what it's all about I think that they're just constantly learning about resilience how to handle the hard stuff life throws at you sometimes and and still be able to carry on and have have a life and enjoy life and keep on you know finding your dreams and living your dreams and finding joy and finding happiness and um yeah they don't get st- they get, when they notice that they're stuck on things they go to get help and and i just think it's such a a wise and um very conscious way of existing
0: even if someone is Normal in quotation marks, and doesn't have baggage, would you recommend seeing a therapist, and why
1: I suppose like to to understand the role of the therapist or the psychologist is really important, like this journey, whatever journey you take with a a psychologist or a therapist. Is simply a journey to know yourself more and it's fascinating to understand yourself more to know who you are to know you know what excites you what frightens you what you don't like what you do like what you have what you want to have what you don't want to have this is all really fascinating stuff to know about yourself and so you can take that journey with a therapist or a psychologist or you know there's many forms of therapy and psychology you can do and it's just it's just fun and it's not always fun i'm saying fun as in just to know yourself more sometimes being in therapy is really hard work but at the end of it it's fascinating you know yourself more you can engage with the world on a a more authentic level you you know when when something happens in your life you more understand how it's affecting you and how what you need to do to help yourself you're just getting to know yourself more so you know you don't have to have some tragedy or some you know scratch to to go to a therapist in any or a psychologist in any way i think it's such a beautiful journey i hope and pray my children will um, spend their life regularly visiting a psychologist. You know, it's, it's a very, very nice journey. Um, highly recommend it. I think it's beautiful.
0: I have a few other random questions that I like to ask every person who comes on the show. and um, They're quick questions, but you can take you, as long as you like answering them. What book has changed the way you think about the world or yourself?
1: So I remember, I can't remember the name of the book, but there was a book that probably in my like early twenties, maybe a bit earlier. It was James Redfield, I think his name was, and this was a like a novel, but but bringing in the concept of. Um, synchronicities and um, that, you, that if you're aware and you're, you're you know, conscious just being present that there's these crazy synchronicities that happen in your life at just the right moment, you can call them coincidences um, but they're not and this whole book was this novel, a, a story um with a few people as the main characters and the synchronicities that that got them um, to meet each other it wasn't a love story. It was really all about the, you know finding out information. They were cha- I can't remember what the actual story was, but it was all about synchronicities. And so James Redfield, Celestial Prophecies or something like this. It was called Celestine Prophecies. That's what it was called was a really incredible book. It just helped me. I, the synchronicities that I became aware of from then on in my life and they stu- it's, I still um, see synchronicities, notice synchronicities, appreciate them, feel grateful for them. So that's one. And um, Louise Hay was definitely um, such a, a big influence in my life. She really helped me to see the the good in everything and to um acknowledge the 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 difficult to own them and acknowledge them and and love yourself in spite of them and yeah the self love journey she took me on is continues today and more recently um there was a book called uh, conscious parenting or the conscious parent but i think it was conscious parenting by dr shafali and that just just put me on such a nice path of parenting that was really all about that you know your children come to you and they're actually your teachers and you have much to learn from them and so much growing that can um, the potential to grow and expand is so enormous with your children if you allow it if you make the bring the awareness in so that just changed everything for me and and now another book I'm reading, which um is quite the potential for life life changes. I'm just at the the start of it really. It's called The Passionate Marriage. Uh, and it's about intimacy and long term relationships and it's mind blowing. It's such an incredible book. I wish the world would read it um really mind-blowing book, beautiful so they're the ones yeah they're the ones i think
0: what is something that excites you and scares you about the next five years of life
1: Um, i'm pretty excited about life actually the next five years just even the next days the next week the next year but the next five years I've got a feeling I'm gonna be on the move again it's definitely on the cards for me frightens the life out of my partner but yeah pack up the family and get on the road again don't really know where probably South or Central America I think we'll see that's kind of what excites me is that I, I really have this knowing that I'm going to go traveling again, like full time. what frightens me, I think our world's at a turning point and I'm really quite excited about. Where it's going. It seems quite chaotic and like the world's going mad and falling apart. But I think it's just uh, the chaos of a new beginning. And um, I think we're in for a really, really nice surprise. There's a transformation going on. Um, but what frightens me, I suppose. it's my own health, I just need to, I just, the time is now to become um, to eat more consciously, to sleep more consciously, to just take a bit better care of myself, I think that's my focus, the consequences frighten me, the consequences of not doing that frighten me.
0: You have taught me so much and helped me through many difficult times and I wanted to use this opportunity to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, for being in my life and in particular your insight into relationships that has helped me deal with loss and break up without bitterness has been particularly helpful and I wanted to ask you if there was one parting piece of advice that you could give to my listeners that might change the way they think about themselves or think about the world around them, what would it be?
1: Um, There's something to take with them about how they think about themselves. There's only one you There's nobody else on the planet that's like you. You were specifically designed and created and there's just one of you. Even twins, you're completely different. You might look the same, but you're completely different. You have to celebrate that. I love that and celebrate it and know that you're here for a reason. There's no coincidences. So don't spend your life trying to be like other people and try to you know, look outward, just go in and and flower, really. Just go in and meet yourself and know yourself and and then go out into the world and flower. That's and that the world The world is an amazing place full of good, good people. So many good people out in the world. And when you get out there amongst them, you start, whether it's locally, whether you just start to, when you move out of your place you've always been and move to somewhere new, whether it's on the other side of your country or in a new town, or even just out in the world, it gives you a chance to, um, step into yourself, step into your amazingness, more easily, and the world is full of good, good people, if you see them, you have to have eyes to see, so look for the goodness in yourself, look for the goodness in the people, look for the goodness in the world, stop watching the news, that only shows you all the badness, just look for the good there's so much good
0: thank you for being on the show Nayana that's okay (laughs) and that is it for this episode my lovely listeners Um, A couple of important messages before I sign off. As you know, I'm always looking for ways to improve the podcast and your feedback really helps me to do that, so if you could take a few minutes out of your busy day to leave me a review on the iTunes store, I would be hugely grateful. Not only does it help me, it helps other like-minded people find my podcast and ultimately it helps me to help more people. Finally, if you'd like to win a copy of one of the books that Nayana mentioned, I think I'll pick out a Louise Hay book and buy a couple of copies. If you would like to win one of those, head to my website which is www.lucia.com.au, scroll straight to the bottom and sign up to my list. If you're already subscribed, you're already in the running. I really look forward to talking to you very soon. I have a ton of podcast episodes scheduled to catch up on my missing two weeks. So you'll be seeing another episode up in the next couple of days. I look forward to it. Have a beautiful day.